Oh my god. I told yeah. you this is going to be a tough yeah. one to uh, deal through. This is Sync Ratios, the mm-hmm. Evangelion podcast. I'm Luke Piotrowski. I'm Ben Collins, and joining us again is our guest and friend, uh, Kevin Phillips. Hey, everybody. We uh, This is a joke you won't get if you've not seen all the show, but we've been referring to him as like our own Kawaru, like this very important presence that shows up <laughs> very late in the series. It's uh, interesting that you say that, if only because... Uh, in reference to the last episode, when we decided uh-huh. to take character profile tests, mm-hmm. uh, we did take one for all of you listeners mm-hmm. uh, in between. And we took the this. one that was on um, the otaku.com. Right. So this is a test that I haven't taken yet. I took another one um, where, I mean, is it okay to talk about? Uh, Kaoru. I mean, yeah. we've, we've mentioned that he's right. a character that's coming. I don't know what what I mean. What are you going to say about him? Well, so this is this was <laughs> out of get all into the too much detail. Exactly. About I think I'll just I'll keep it very cryptic. And all of the out of all the characters that this one test that I took surmised you could be or like um, I got uh, Kaoru was my first uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know relatable character. Um, but in this new test, I got somebody. Else. Oh, you got somebody different. Oh, well, let's let's show our cards then. Who'd you get? So I got Shinji. So did I. So did I. We're all Shinjis, guys. Three Shinjis. So three, three Shinjis you hanging can, out. Three damn Shinjis. You can often let your emotions get in the way, yet you are more than happy to help others in need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn. Maybe we should have taken a different one. I mean, the, the, I liked the questions. I thought the questions. I thought it was were a good. pretty yeah. good quiz. Yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't too obvious. The most character quizzes, like I mean, Luke, we have, we're nerds about this. I mean, usually whenever we like something, we'll end up doing the character. Taking quiz many for character it. quizzes. Yeah, and 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 I I can see through them oftentimes, and that's where it's like. It, there's like confirmation bias or something because if which you can tell, Harry Potter house are you in? You find a bag of money <laughs> on the floor. What do you do? Uh, something brave. Uh, calculate how much money is in the bag, run away, yeah. or like use the money to cause genocide. Yeah. Like, which which one? Ooh, which house do you belong to? <laughs> no, it's like literally. That's yeah. It's like that obvious. It's like and and it's always like yeah. I mean, people are gonna pick what they want to pick, but uh, the good quizzes, you know, make everything seem even. <laughs> I like the the first question was hello, how are you? And the choices are um me, I'm good, and you, just an ellipsis. Yeah. <laughs> What's it to you? Mm, I've been better. I don't know. And me, I'm great. <laughs> I mean, that one's kind of obvious, I guess. Yeah. I can kind of pick who's who in that. but uh, Yeah, but still. But yeah, I put cat was my favorite animal. I don't know what that... I put fox. I put bird. Yeah, so mm. I don't know what those mean. I was tempted to pick penguin, but... I wonder if this is one of those quizzes where everybody gets Shinji. It's just Shinji. It's just yeah. Shinji. One of those. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll Look, get I mean, it's one. not... Inaccurate. I don't think any no. of us would say correct. Like what? No, no. I mean. It's just kind of boring <laughs> results for, for the show. It's not. It's not good podcast uh, no. material. But we didn't know that. We all we didn't tell each other until just now. So that was a live on the air sort of a, Real a shrug of disappointment that we're all the same fucking character. But anyway, yeah. So we did that, uh, and uh, we're we're here. We're we got this incredibly dense uh, episode twenty one that we're the birth of nerve. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, he was aware that he was still a child, and I I, I want to first broadcast. Oh, no, you did you do your thing, then I'll do my disclaimer. On February twenty first, nineteen ninety six, uh, script Akio Satsukawa and Hideaki Anno, and the director Hiroyuki Ishido. Okay, now sorry. Okay, so the disclaimer that I'm going to give 
um, to everybody is that like this this is this is all this is a massive info dump that connects the dots and some things that we haven't known and some things that we've maybe suspected when i say we i'm sort of speaking from the perspective of uh the audience that's never watched this before so if you've never seen the show before and you would just watch this episode like your head's spinning and you probably think you understand a lot of things and you probably have even more questions and confusions and we, the three of us, uh, again, I wouldn't say experts, but I would say uh, uh, well-versed and, and enthusiasts, and we've spent a lot of time, as we've covered you know, in our lives, uh, <laughs> trying, trying to, to understand this show. thing. So I want to stress, if somehow you're listening to this and you haven't finished it yet, that you know, like, like Luke said, it, it remains enigmatic on a lot of levels, and it continues to do so. And so it's not like we are coming from some enlightened position that in a sense, we can spoil things that you don't know, but we also are trying to figure this out as we've been doing for, you know, our entire adult lives. If we fuck up and spoil something on this episode, I don't think it's really going to matter, but we're doing our best to speak from the it's perspective. Not a, yeah, it's not a show that you could spoil in the same way no. as, you know, uh, The Sixth Sense or something. Like, there's no there's no simple, like, so we're going to try, we're going to do our best to not talk about things that haven't been revealed yet or terminology or things that maybe you haven't seen. Um, but in just our own attempts to clarify things for each other and, and to discuss this extremely... Uh, you know, mythologically heavy episode. We're, you know, we may, yeah, bring some things up. So it's just, it's a spoiler warning, but it's not. You know, I'm very sensitive to spoilers, and it's not. We're we're not gonna no. not gonna ruin the show for you. No, and I do think um, probably if you're listening to this, uh, you've already watched the whole show, so it's probably fine. But you know, again, that's been our tack the whole time, and I'm just reiterating that that is the intention, but that it may be harder. It's just getting harder and harder to like. Wait, yeah. what if we what if we discussed how much does a first time viewer know at this point? Um, because yeah, even even for us who've watched it over and over again, like, there's something we're gonna talk about. Maybe we just even talk about it right here at the top. But there was something that you asked me while we were watching, and I said no, and Kevin audibly gasped. And <laughs> <laughs> so long held this is beliefs yes, are this being is challenged. Exactly, I've held on to this one thought particularly for m- over a decade. Well, uh, should, we, should we start you there? Talk about whatever. To, I mean, because this thing's so, a mess. Just, just start there. Misato does not shoot Kaji. That's the yeah. Right at the end of the episode, we see Gasp. Kaji. Kaji say, "Oh, you came, or something." You're and late. A gunshot, and it cuts. Uh huh. Right. In fact, like this is looking at the liner notes from the um, Platinum Editions. When it was first aired on TV, it seems no few fans suspected that it was Misato that shot Kaji in this episode. In the video version, dialogue explaining that Sele has discovered that Kaji has delivered a sample of Adam to Gendo and has made his position precarious has been added, and the way the scene where Kaji is shot connects to the next scene has been changed. It leads the audience to think that the culprit is someone on Sele's side. And I've read elsewhere that, that Anno himself has said that it was a third party, probably related to Sele. Damn. Damn, there's so many little kind of giveaways, though, that it, one would expect it to be Masato. I mean, they, the fact that there, she's shown being given back her exactly. gun. She's given back her gun, and he seems to know Who's the seen, person. Yes, He's that like, shows oh, it's, up. You know, it's the, it's oh, the it's old you. giallo. Oh, it's yes. you. What are you doing here? You yeah. know. Yes, but it seems like they were aware that people had that read and wanted to change it and wanted sure. to clarify it and have been on record as saying that that is not the case. 
because I see those clues, I don't understand what her motivation would be for doing so. Right. Yeah. There's there's, um, there's previous there's other there's other times in the show where I might be, would would believe it a little bit more. Um, well, but, on the first time you're watching it, it's sort of like, wait, what? You, you know, they they make such a big point of not showing you who shoots him, so you assume that it's supposed to be somebody that you know. Because she's held a gun to him before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when he takes her down to show her Adam, mm-hmm. is that what? Yes. Right on the yes. cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> In terminal dogma, right? Well, yeah, That's, when they go down and dogma? he show and he presents her the big fleshy thing that is identified as Adam. Yes. On the cross. Is this is, now that's terminal dogma or is that central dogma? Terminal dogma. Okay. Central dogma. It's like those. It's like the, the terminal dogma is the lowest level of the thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, and um, yeah. So that was she. Pu- she pulled the gun on him, and that's when he's like, he swipes the card and is like, yeah, you gotta see this thing. But I'm finding multiple things. I don't know. Said straight out that that Misada did not shoot him. There so, we go. So that's a relief for me because I never wanted that to be the case. But that's but that's I, like I'm guessing that, that what that I mean we're, they they don't cover that in future episodes. Is what that is never revealed who is responsible for shooting Kaji. It's like it's like No Country for Old Men or something like that. This mm-hmm. is like yeah, mm-hmm. some some as the Coenbergers put it, the main character be d- d- dispatched by some nameless schmoes. You know, it, pe- it caught up to him. We we've known that from. You know, going way back, that he, and yeah, he says at the beginning of this episode, he's exactly. looking at his card. It's like, oh, it's red, like blood. And this will be my final mission. My final mission. Mm. That mission being exactly what? What was? It? Can we talk about what that was that he was doing? Just uh... is it losing? Yeah, Fuxi, right? Oh no, he no he. It seems he like he kidnapped, kidnapped Fuxi. He kidnapped Fuxi. Brought him to uh, Sele, yeah. but then and he then, lets him go, and then releases him. Yeah. Because again, he's playing the multiple sides thing, right? Like, and it's probably for he probably gets killed for releasing Fuzzy. Yeah, that's what is my thought was. Oh, it's probably why yeah. Sally sent somebody to take him out. Got it. Because he's yeah he's too, interesting. Which we learn a lot about Fuzzy in this episode. This I is, like that. This is the Fuzzy episode. Like, I, I sort of kept waiting. You know, again, when I watch this show, so I just when I on rewatches, I have this information, so I'm applying all this stuff to Fuzzy. We sort of realized, you know, and talking about him episodes past, like he hasn't really done anything yet, and so this is where we actually find out <laughs> anything about who he is as a character, which is interesting. I'm still, I mean, even having just watched the episode, I find myself wanting to kind of assemble the pieces in order, and and maybe I'll just try to do that right now, and you guys can kind of hop in and correct me because when we meet him, he he is a professor. He is a professor of, of some weird type of biology it or science, is metaphysical biology. Yeah, the professor He's of a professor of metaphysical of biology anime sciences. <laughs> and in 1999, which is before the second impact yeah. happened, and he's kind of like a, a respected guy in this thing or whatever. Doesn't and, like to socialize, and he is uh, a, a colleague introduces him or passes him a, a, an interesting research paper mm-hmm. by a young um, student, Yui uh, Ikari. Yui Ikari. Uh, who, you know, it doesn't really describe what is in her paper. Uh, it's more just that uh, she's got some interesting theories about the weird, you know, metaphysical biology stuff. And Fuxi seems to have uh, an interest in her. Um, it was for her bioengineering class. Yeah. That she wrote this report for. And um, before I fuck it up anymore, how do you say his name? Give me the full syllabic breakdown so I'm not... Fuyutsuki? Yeah, Fuyutsuki. Kozo Fuyutsu. Fuyutsuki is 
the whole thing, but Fuyutsuki. Fuyutsuki. Okay. Right. I, I was making sure I wasn't Fuyutsuki. putting an extra K in there somewhere. Um, and, and so we see, we, we so this is the first time we see Yui, and it's from his perspective, from like his memory. And I mean, you get maybe a touch of a sort of, you know, like she mentioned something about maybe wanting to find a husband if she finds a nice enough guy and he sort of gets a reaction. Right, he's sort of making the assumption that she wants to continue with all this research mm-hmm. stuff. She's like, well, you forgot this other option. <laughs> like, well, what if I want to start a family and do that? Like, what if I want to be a... Does she say homemaker? I don't know what she... A domestic life. Yeah. What if I yeah. want to pursue a domestic life? So there's, you know, there's some, there's some, you know, maybe there's a little bit of affection between the two of them. And then he, you know, so they're now working together, presumably. And then he hears about another young, uh, uh, interesting... She student. introduces him to Gendo. Yeah. She, well, no, I she thought, does I thought, not. No. You know, the, his colleague or somebody else brings it up again. Gendo is incarcerated because of a drunken brawl. Yeah, but she... Was talking about him because doesn't she say when they're walking in the oh. in the autumn she's like like doesn't she that's after she, that's after, that's he's after met when he's surprised that she is seeing him. Mm. I mean, we're, I we're, think I think Futsuki's first introduction to Gendo was because Gendo was a fan of his from afar or interested in him by way of Yui. I think Gendo is made aware of Futsuki by Yui. I'm fast forwarding to the weekend. And um, when Gendo ends up in this drunken fight and needs to be released into custody, they the release him to Futsuki. Gendo That's drinking and fighting. certainly the case. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the point. I love is, that these kids think he's like the cool professor, you know, yeah. and they like ask him out to go get a drink and stuff, and he's like, again. I mean, he is the cool. He's you know, he's cool. It's it's nice to see. Yeah. Okay. See. This is yeah. So so I mean, well, the point is, is that like effectively, like he's working for. Um, and this is all done. I mean, I'm, whatever. I'm trying to like like just do this in some sort of organized fashion because the episode is a non-linear. Um, well, just back and forth between. Yeah. From starting from 1999. It seems like he's on the phone, and and then he. Yeah, this is I, the first. Interview. I don't know who he's talking to, but. He and so yeah, the so police. He, I think he goes and picks up Gendo, who's asked to be released into his custody, and he's confused because he's never met the guy. And Gendo, we see now a young, fresh-faced Gendo, which I am going to say, based on that photo I looked up, that Gendo is Stanley Kubrick. If you look up young Stanley Kubrick <laughs> and compare like his face to young Gendo, they look almost identical. <laughs> um, it's very Gendo funny. also just looks like old Shinji. It does, yeah, which is absolutely. Smart. And Shinji is clearly just a male Nadia. From Naughty and the Secret of Blue Water. Oh, yeah, mm. true. Like, if you see, I think even Sadamoto, where somebody's done an illustration where it's like, if you just, like, sh- like shift the bangs, it, like, it's the exact same character design. That's pretty funny. I was going to go out on a limb in the previous episode, especially when there was that situation uh, in the, his internal space with Masato, Ray, and Asuka kind of lunging forward, asking for him to merge with them. Mm-hmm. If they all have characteristics of Shinji's face, like individually, because like, when it does that triple layer, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Shinji. And does Shinji like borrowing like in the design, um, you know, Asuka's eyes or Misato's like nose? I don't know. It was a little bit of a stretch, but. I mean, I'm sure there's some there's there's drawn to be a harmony between these things and mm-hmm. whatever that means. Cause Did means... I inconvenience you by introducing you to him? Yui mm-hmm. asks Fuyutsuki. Okay, so maybe you're right. Either way, oh, was it Yui that was on the phone? Maybe with that was him? it. Maybe that was it. That was probably right. Yeah, oh, that's fascinating. because what ha- what what's important here is that Yui ultimately ends up having some ties to Sele. Yes, and that there's sort of like was that why Gendo pursued her because exactly. she gets Gendo involved with Sele. Exactly. So it's through her that he becomes involved with Sele and becomes their 
their tool that Very they try to use. Stanley Kubrick chess maneuver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Played and, by and, Gendo. And then, and then, sort of what the narrative that we are sort of led to follow, if again, if I'm doing this correctly, is that like, so, so you know, she's she was working with with Futsky and and he is surprised to hear that her and Gendo are a thing. The speculation that he, you know, that Gendo's trying to kind of like get in on her connections to this group, Sele, that's doing this weird research stuff. And then at some point... And, and then, Sele goes to the Antarctic to do the yeah, Katsuragi with, expedition. Yeah, so, so right. with Masato's dad, who's... Right, because here's the thing, is there's, there's Sele holding power over the United Nations, who has this organization called Gehirn, which is German for brain. So we talked about Gehirn, which we'll see in this episode turns into nerve. It's turned into it. So you have Gehirn, you have nerve, you have Sele. This is German for soul, mind, and body. Sele, soul, Gehirn, mm-hmm. nerve, nerve, or body. And then in the Rebuild movies, we're going to get Will or Will, which mm-hmm. is German for Will, a different organization. Um, so you have them pulling United Nations. So Sele pulling strings in the United Nations, who is in control of Gehirn, who is running the Artificial Evolution Research Center, which is really a front for the human instrumentology. Human instrumentology project and all of its various and sundry projects related to yeah so they become involved in that yui and gendo and in in futsuki's not he is futsuki is not he's not he's not in antarctica he's just a professor they are down there metaphysical biology yes whatever that means so they so they are part uh of the katsuragi expedition which we've seen flashes of in previous episodes from Uh masato's childhood and that is in 2000 and then that's when second impact happens right so they go to the antarctic and they find what we sort of realize in this episode they talk about that there is a geofront in the antarctic as well Yes. They find a spherical cavernous cavern. Yeah. Left by what does Gendo say? Left by someone before us. Yes, exactly. Um, Created and, by. Yes. So they found that there. The Katsuragi expedition having to do with, as they say in the beginning of this, what is it? Super solenoid? Is that Super what it solenoid. is? Super solenoid, exactly. Which is S2. Mm-hmm. And so, they and they have some you know some big fucking thing there that they're that they found messing with that they found they found Adam yes in the cave with his S two engine the Katsuragi expedition is to study Adam and his S two engine that's what was going on there that's, is leads to second impact there is interesting dialogue in the immediate opening of this that we had to watch it twice because there's overlapping dialogue some of which sounds like it's coming from Sele itself or from right. Keel. Um, and which they don't subtitle on Netflix, by the way. The Netflix just subtitles the important part, which oh. is I think Gende, Gendo and Keel yeah. watching the video. Got it. And then there is also dialogue going on of like what's on the video, and it's just innocuous chat. It is from, innocuous. Uh, the the Nerve, people on the expedition. Uh, oh, well, I didn't even realize yeah. that that's what it was. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Katsuragi expedition. So, but on the DVD, yeah, there's there's yellow and white subtitles. In, the, the, in the yellow subtitles, though, in this important stuff, uh, when it seemingly is Gendo and, and Kiel talking, uh, or the committee, as, as it is, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's interesting shit that I want to flag, which is when things kind of go awry, as they do, um, something about um, inserting DNA into Adam, which I never mm-hmm. picked up on before no. as mm-hmm. part of And it this ca- achieves fusion? Is that what they say? Something like that, yeah. It achieves fusion, and then quickly thereafter, they talk about pulling the lance out. Pull the uh, lance back. Pull the lance back, and then uh, too late, it's sinking in, 
which is kind of a little mind melting for me watching it this time around because I had an idea of what was happening here. Um, and I had an idea furthermore of what the Lance of Longinus was. And it's not to say that it's incorrect, but I'm, I'm left a little bit more. No, because there's stuff here. later yeah. that goes along with what your theory was. Exactly. Yeah. Cause so far all we've seen of the Lance is that shot. Of, what about of, the Lance of Longinus? Of, of Ray carrying it. Shipped into... here last week from the Dead Sea. Yes, okay, okay so yeah. that's also interesting too. Yeah, so it was found in the Dead Sea. With um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. With the Dead Sea Scrolls, yes. Transported to Antarctica for the this expedition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As if they, within the Dead Sea Scrolls, they, it, you know, uh, the idea is that this is an essential tool that is part of the prophecy, so to speak. Right. I think. We don't ever get a whole lot about the Dead Sea Scrolls in the show, but no. we, this is some of the most we get is Yui and, and Fiyutsuki are eventually talking about it. And he says, according to the Dead Sea Scrolls, if things happen, as they say, the third impact will absolutely happen within the next 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Without And fail. then she says that Sele and the projects are meant to stop that. Okay, so here we go. The door of Gaff is opening. So this is another reference to this t- fantastic term. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it I've happens much earlier. I've also seen it translated as the Chamber of Guff. Chamber of Guff is what I r- remember yeah. it being translated as. I first um, heard about it in the uh, uh, Demi Moore, uh, you know, like sort of supernatural thriller, The Seventh mm-hmm. Sign. Really? I think is the plot of yeah, the, yeah. Not, not Seventh Seal. Yeah, no, I <laughs> always seven. even yeah, I always have to stop and make sure I don't say the one wrong. Yeah, but that was yeah, that was the thing all about the like the like an apocalyptic thing, and they talk a lot about the, that the concept of that, which is like it's I think it's an apocryphal Catholic thing. I think. Well, it can comes, yeah? Could you can you do you yeah. know what it is? Can you explain? It's 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 like it's it's the idea. It's the well of souls. Yeah, correct? it's 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 the, the well souls of unborn souls. children. And so every time a baby's born, this is what I talked about in the previous episode, that like the, uh, the soul that's waiting to be born, you know, it leaves this chamber where and then comes into a physical body that's born on this earth. And the idea in this whatever apocryphal, you know, um, um, Christian text or whatever is that when that is empty, when right. all the souls have been born into the world, that's when... Uh, the 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 apocalypse begins. Yeah, that's when the the right. Book of Revelation sort of um, happens, and maybe it gets mentioned in the Book of Which Revelation. Which is I don't know. relates to this because we're talking about less and less children being born. Yes. So it does feel like the Chamber of Guff is empty, and that yes. the apocalypse is coming. Chamber of Guff also like there's a weird version of that in the in night the eighties Wonder Woman comics, like the, the reboot, uh, the George Perez uh, Wonder Woman stuff. Like when Wonder Woman is born, they like go to like a Chamber of Guff and select the soul. That's gonna be her. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I want to go back to your timeline, though. So it's like, in 1999, yeah. Futsuki's a professor, Yui's a, a bright student. Whether she's involved in Sele or not yet, we don't know. Somewhere along the line, she meets Gendo. A couple of years later, her and Gendo, backed by Sele and the UN and all this stuff, they go to, to do the Katsuragi expedition to examine, to study this thing that they found, the mm-hmm. first angel. And we uh, the, and we know from the previous episode and from this beginning uh, video clip that Kevin was talking about that that that's the expedition that goes wrong. Misato, right. Yeah. I want to I want to keep going because we keep yeah. getting derailed at that exact same point. Yeah, so, so that happens in that second impact, and then after that, a few years later, they want to go back. The UN is like, we want to go study what happened, what caused the second impact, and we need a committee to go and do that. And meanwhile, yeah, they so they they find Fuski who's like working on like this like decommissioned battleship or something. He's like a doctor. He's a doctor in a small he, port town. Yeah, he's right. like a sort of... second impact has happened. Summer is an ending. The world's gone to shit. So 
people need doctors. Yeah, so yes. he's he's sort of like they don't need professors in metaphysical biology. <laughs> yeah, he's like outliving this sort of you know rogue doctor life, uh, and his found and is contacted by people from Sele or whatever, and and said that his you know that they need him for this Antarctica exp- expedition. He has really no choice but to go, and it's not until he's there on this boat looking at the melted polar ice caps and the sea of blood and all that crazy shit that then Gindo shows up. And he's like, oh, you're is, here. Is it melted polar ice caps or is it towers of salt? Those are towers of salt. But the ice caps have melted. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, like, there would, yeah, there used to be a constant So can we talk here. about this right now? Well, I want to... <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Go ahead, please. I kind of want to keep this, this timeline going. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, it's... Uh, it's so complicated. I want to just stick with this one linear thing. So he goes there yeah. to Antarctica. This is the... Okay, second impact happened a couple years ago. Now we have to go back. Problem is, well, listen, it can't all be Sele people. If it's all Sele people, people are going to get suspicious. That's why they're coming to get Fuyutsuki. That's why mm-hmm. Gendo comes to him. It's because, look, you like Yui, we can get you. And they probably are already thinking, Gendo and company, uh, we can probably get this guy on our side. But so we he's, need he's to, like, it can't be a, a previously somebody who's associated with Sele. He's like, with Sele he's like Emily Blunt in Sicario. Yes. Right. So he's, <laughs> yeah. he's Which like is Masada, this whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's an mm. impartial yeah party that they can uh-huh. that they can bring in yeah um so that so so then that's when he finds out that that uh gendo and yui actually left antarctica before the the second impact yeah, gendo was there for the second impact thing but the day before he just happened to leave and avoid the disaster yeah and that they've had a child mm. Shin, a boy shinji but they and that they're him. married yeah they're married they had a kid and Fusuki is very surprised by this mm-hmm and probably and upset. Gendo took her last name because yeah. his name is Gendo Rokubungi yeah. <laughs> until he marries Yui Akari. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing: most of the time, Gendo Akari. Uh, women take the man's name in marriage, um, unless the woman's family has no male heirs and is sort of a more prominent family. It does. It does happen. Oh, I, interesting. I don't want to say that. that it's common, but it does happen. There's something called a mukoyoshi, which is an adopted son-in-law. And that's an adult man who's adopted into a Japanese family as a daughter's husband and who takes the family's surname. So, like, if you were, like, Toyota, you know, and you have this big business mm-hmm. or even something smaller but still, like, a business, like a name business, and you have no male heirs, your daughter might marry a guy. And, oh, he's going to become the next Toyota. He's going to be mm. part of the... That's cool. ...part of the corporation. So, and and that can be a really positive thing and he becomes a thing. It, it can also be sort of sad because they sometimes want them to cut ties with their with well, their it, previous I mean, family because like, well, now you're our family so you're well, not they, part of they the don't family. by the way it, it's it's this whole thing is with this episode really ties together what has been sort of hinted at this whole time is that like everything in this show everything in the world of of nerve and the avas and all of this stuff is like it's a very small family operation it's like you know it's all about whose whose father or mother was whom and who's sleeping with who and this and that stuff except that it completely it completely stops dead like it doesn't go back a generation like it's like the the the, the gindo fuksi yui uh whatever what's uh ritsuko's mom's name naoko naoko and then dr kazuragi like that generation and down but there's no discussion beyond them like 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 preceding them where it's I, just fleetwood mac yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah, yeah they're the fleetwood mac of uh of um, you Me- know metaphysical biology yeah, exactly, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think it all goes back to to Sele. but so but on this trip of metaphysical biology <laughs> yes 
on this trip, does he? Oh, he doesn't show him anything yet. He just is kind of there in the Antarctic expedition, and that gets Fuzki curious, and he starts looking into Gendo. Yeah, and finds that's out when that he they, starts finding all they, the weird they, shit. They, well, that Gendo took all of his research when he conveniently left. Yeah, not only did you conveniently leave the day before, all your research also went with you. Isn't that kind of strange? As though he knew that Second Impact was going to happen, and then of course that's well, he when he exposes the cover up that yeah. it, that the public has said it's a meteor that caused it. And he yes. finds that that's not true. He finds photographs that have Gendo and a younger Keel, which we referenced in the last episode, um, present at some of these things. And he basically has figured out that it is a cover-up. And he knows that Sele is behind Second Impact. And whatever they were doing up there is what actually caused this. So he's kind yeah. of, you know, coming to Gendo and he's like, I'm going to blow the whistle. Yes. And then you. Gendo says, I need to, well, then I need to show you something to change your mind. They go down into... Uh, what we will later, you know, with Tokyo Three, is the geofront yeah. under Hakone. So there's two geofronts. There's two spherical indentations where weird shit was found. There's one in the Antarctic. That's where Second Impact mm-hmm. investigation all happened. There's one under Hakone where they are moving the capital to, from and, Tokyo Two to build yeah. Tokyo Three. And that's where we meet Ritsuko's mom and find out that she's there building the magic computer. And then that's where he show uh, Gendo shows Fusuki, uh the early iteration of ava unit zero zero project they're they're building project e and says that this is what we're actually doing revival of adam yes yes the adam revival project which trying to make a god exactly which um surmises that adam was what was found in antarctica yes yes there will be some greater clarification on some of these points later in but that's kind of what i wanted to get to because at that point fiutsky is in on it yeah. That so the whole journey that the kind of the biggest through line plot and now we can start jumping around talking about other things but that it's that it's he, he went from a professor where he sort of knew Yui who kept in touch with him and a few years later when she got involved in some of this shit we introduced him to Gendo through this phone call where she had him go and bail mm-hmm. him out or whatever um, probably but they're together they do the expedition it causes second impact. That's when they reach out to him again. He had no idea any of that had gone on, and he gets brought in as sort of a patsy to investigate the cause of Second Impact. In doing so, he does find out, yeah, there's some gnarly shit that was going on. When he confronts Gendo about it, Gendo says, yeah, and here's what it's all about. It's about we're trying to create a god. We're trying to clone a god. Yeah, And, and, and this and is going to be the future of humanity. Yeah, and Yui claims that the goal is to avoid what is a third impact being this uh, prophecy mm-hmm. from the Dead Sea Scrolls and that all of their work is about trying to control this and avoid a third impact. Um, and right. She says the two the organizations are there to stop it. And he says, I agree with your view. I don't think he actually goes into exactly what her view is in, in its entirety. We'll, we'll... But again, like her whole interest is like seemingly not preserving necessarily human life, but creating a life, or at least having a like a, a stake in the create or, or the furtherment of human life for Shinji. Yes, yeah, she's definitely concerned about her child and the yeah. future. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's what I wanted to get through. Now we can talk yeah, about. I think you wanted Kevin well, wanted to I'm, talk about the Sele. So yeah, exactly. So I mean, committee. as this is like a, a cutting back and forth between our flashbacks of early Fuzki and uh, today now, 
as it stands. Uh, Futsuki is incarcerated, seemingly, yes. uh, in uh, a room with the committee, not Sele itself. Or with Sele itself, not the committee. I'm sorry, that's Sele itself, not the committee. The distinction being the uh, obelisk or like monolith shapes, yes. that, the floating monolith with the numbers and like the distorted voices. Mm-hmm. And there's more of them. And there's more of them. That's true. And they surround him in a circle. Whereas the other time we see it, like in the previous episode, it's like a desk with like uh, mm-hmm. different colors and right. we see the actual and there are those people are like sitting holograms there. or something, right? Yeah. And I believe that they're the UN, like they're the instrumentality committee and they're representatives from different countries in the UN. I recognize in some of these episodes that we continue to see the Sele, Sele and like some of the voices are the same. Like you can recognize some of them and obviously like Keel is yeah. the same. So it does seem to be like the committee is a part of Sele, but Sele yeah. is bigger than... Sele is underneath the committee or an umbrella Like Even it, bigger rather. than them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally. like there's there's Sele, then there's the committee who represents the UN. So Sele is essentially charge. terminal dogma to the central dogma of the committee. Like, I the think committee, so. Essentially. Yeah. Sele yeah. is the core of the voices, all, the, like... you know, the, the guys behind the guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Futsuki's in some shit talking to Sele itself. And those voices are fucking scary. Well, mm. Very well done. Yeah, and yeah, and this is where they're saying that they don't want to create a god. That we they don't want to let Gendo create a god, God. and that's where they they're trying to get answers from Futsuki because they're trying to still understand or figure out what to do about Gendo, considering that uh, what's happened with Ava Unit One. So this is that's the present tense of this story is that continuing the fallout from all of the Ava Unit One stuff with the S two engine that they Sele has uh, uh, contracted Kaji presumably, to kidnap uh, Futsuki and bring him there so they can so interrogate they can him. him. And his yeah. inter- and the answers to his questions are the telling of that narrative. Yes, causing him to reflect on and share all this history of where he met them. One Before we leave Sele behind, this is not true at all, but I got really excited that it was like you know, 10 years ago or 8 years ago or whatever. Like last time I watched this, it was at one point I was into the idea of like, wait, is Sele even human? Like we don't ever see who Sele is and I, I believe that they are and they're just, these are just identity hiding things. But just I, the fact that we never see Sele, it's always just the sound only. I was like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> that was just my own mm-hmm. wild speculation and is not has no basis in fact. So don't. So can we can we clarify and again, forgive me, this may have already been done on a no, number of occasions in previous episodes, but is it Misato. A, is it a safe <laughs> We've been over this. Is it a safe place to say that there are at least four different iterations of um, plans in effect here. There's the United Nations plan, there's Sele's plan, there's Gendo's plan. I would then... say yes, but the only ones in conflict with each other are Gendo's and Sele's. Sele's and Gendo's. Okay, got it. But that's that. That's the trickiest thing. When we get to End of Evangelion, where plans come to fruition. Um, cool. The distinction between, wait, what does everybody want is the murkiest thing and the biggest question mark I still have. Yeah, because we're totally show. not, we're totally unclear as to what Gendo's actual uh, plans entail, if any at all. Well, we differ. do know that they change, though, once mm-hmm. Yui disappears. That's true. Because yeah. they're all driving towards something and there's this you know, <gasps> artificial evolution laboratory. What happens that's interesting, and you know, this is what we hinted at in the previous episode, is that in starting to build the... Evangelions, these clones of Adam with the you know the interface and all this stuff. Uh, there are these you know sync tests where they're trying to 
you know, work on the, uh, let me see if I can look up what it's actually called. But in one of these tests where they're trying to link Yui to the Evangelion, she disappears completely. So the pilot vanishes. A la what Ritsuku was talking to Maya yeah. about. In the yes. Yeah, what episode. we saw happen to Shinji in the previous episode is what happened to Yui. We can take that in right. as... Yeah, All fact. of the core work for Project E was done at the Artificial Evolution Research Center in Japan, where the AVA-01 connector test took place in 2004. If the test had been successful, they would have made great advancements toward preparing the AVA for practical use. Unfortunately, the test is a disastrous failure, and the test subject, Yui Akari, disappeared when she was absorbed into AVA-01. So, that- after that happens, Gendo flips out and disappears for a week. And nobody knows where he is. When he comes back, he tells Fiyutsuki, we're going to do something called the Human Instrumentality Project. Meditating in Joshua Tree. Right. Yeah. Over he was, a new future. He was, uh, he was, he was yeah, taking mushrooms and changing his perspective on shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe. Like, kind, yeah. of, <laughs> kind of the idea. Uh-huh. Like he disappeared and then he came back and like hardcore is like, this is what we're going to do Exactly. Now. Change of plans. So his... Yeah, he, he his drive seems to be all going back to, okay, Yui. Is, so wait, let's talk, Kevin, do you want to talk about Yui? We like we haven't really like she's this is the first time we're seeing her, and, and just just your impressions because you were talking about her when we. Were Yui's a babe. Um, <laughs> she uh, is basically an uh, older uh, brown-haired Ray mm-hmm. uh, with similarities physically to Shinji as well. Mm-hmm. That, that I think like you know you give her more, give Shinji more feminine eyes and like longer hair, mm-hmm. and it's clearly his mom. Um, Yui, uh, I don't know. I think like, this, yeah, this is the first time we've seen her, I think at least in conversation, there's always been like flashbacks perhaps. Mm-hmm. And there's, and you see sort of like the spectral. Exactly. Yui in Shinji's that... inner space. Right. Um, but, um, what else to say other than that? Well, she's the like, thing, the thing that you started to say the last episode that I cut you off on, wait, which wait. I think we can kind of imply or surmise in yes. this episode is tied up in everything that you just said, Luke. I mean... I don't know. Should we or should we not? Uh, I mean, uh, Naoko Ritsuko's mother makes the connection. That's like, what I'm oh, sh- this she reminds me of somebody. Yui. Yeah, because because in addition to Looks coming back like with Yui. the human instrumentality plan, Gendo also just shows up with a little kid. <laughs> this is true. That yes. that is that at first, like um, Rits- uh, Ritsuko's mom is like. Like, oh, is that your your child? Like, oh wait, didn't you have a boy? And he's like, yeah, no, this isn't Shinji. This is a uh, Ray. Uh, this my is friend's a, daughter. acquaintance's daughter. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, maybe we just maybe we don't say the word, but like I think well, maybe we leave I mean, it there for now because there are going to be more explicit revelations regarding Ray. We could just jump back. The only last thing we'll say is, if we recall from last episode, um, when. Um, uh, Gendo is talking with uh, Yui, and they're talking about if they had a child. Right. What's name? Right. So, yeah. Boy, we'll call him Shinji. If it's a girl, we'll call her Ray. Yep. Okay. So you know. Yeah, we can leave. We can. We can leave, we can that. leave that because I know, guess yeah. you could read into that a couple of. Let's be real. Like Futsuki totally is like in love with Yui, right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, it, it might be sort of a, uh, you know, what do you call it? The, with the knights and no, the chivalrous... Uh, uh, courtly love? Courtly love. Mm. It could be a courtly he, love situation. I mean, at his most, at his most like, He's just the impassive. guy from Game of Thrones. He's uh, fucking... Oh. Um, what's his name? The guy from Downton Abbey. 
that gets the great yes, scale. Yes, he's a Downton Abbey guy. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I was going to say he's the Sir fat. Jorah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Jorah. He reminds me of the character in Burning, like the main protagonist, who just like kind of is <laughs> he's like a like, total dipshit. Total, he's just passive to everything. And he can't make an actual. I mean, this is this is like stealing Futsky's agency. He's obviously a very well, smart. and he's at a comedy. He's not just like fucking dicking around. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no, I know. No, I, mean, I think I think it's I think it is I think it's important. Uh, it, it's nice to to important part of his character to find out that he is. A career academic. I do. I do. That, that the burning thing is interesting if you look at all three of them. Mm-hmm. As the you know, because Gendo yes. is very much like the Stephen Young character from Burning. Like, That's true. You know, like what the fuck is this guy up to? And he does because when he gets involved, starts looking into what this guy has done. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could sort of see that. Yeah, and I but I so just but to, just to speak broadly about the Fuchsky because this is a character that's been part of the show from the beginning. And, and we only know him as the sort of trustworthy right hand of Gendo. And, and Kaji, you know, says to Shinji a couple episodes ago that, you know, oh, he's the only one that really knows your father, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is in now in this episode is the first time we're really seeing what the context of that uh, uh, relationship is. And it's interesting that the context of that relationship isn't that they're like buds. They're not buds. They're, exactly. they're, they're, if anything, no. like Futsuki sort of like a mentor to him at first. But very no, quickly, they're both, they're he's both a mentor doing it for you. Control yeah. of his his you know crazy there's a number of times they disagree like most yep. of the time they're kind of in disagreement yeah they yeah they they're they're in conflict i mean down, down to the part where he's like threatening you know with gendo that i'm gonna that he's gonna you know reveal this conspiracy and yeah. stuff and and it, oh, it really does just seem like like you were just saying that like they the the, the unifying point here is their affection for yui and 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 it seems as though in the in after yui I mean, what, what it seems to be suggesting is after Yui disappears, is effectively, you know, dead, quote unquote. Um, and that Gindo, when Gindo comes back with this new plan, that it's kind of like, well, that's where Fuxi's just sort of like, yeah, I'm just on board with this now. Like, we're both in right. a post Yui world. I guess we got to do what we got to do. And that that sort of becomes a kind of camaraderie mm-hmm. or an understanding between the two of them because we don't really see them disagree ever after that. Okay, so this is this is interesting. Um, so what we're just seeing here on screen, when they're talking about Project D, they're introducing uh, Gendo's introducing um, Eva Unit OO to Futsuki um, with Ritsuku's mom, or like that pre that early, the early version of it, which yeah, has exactly. like the spider eyes as opposed yeah, to the single created by man in image of Adam. Um, now, am I to assume that created by man from Adam from Adam right Ava yeah, from so yes exactly Ava from Adam. Ava from Adam. Now, are we to assume then that Project E, just correct me here, Project E is a Gendo plan, and was it part of... So was it part of Sele's plan to create Evangelion? I believe so. Okay. I believe they know that the angels are coming from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes, okay. So they are wanting to prepare and... Got it. I believe stop the angels from getting into contact with Adam and causing third impact. I'm going to actually assume that, that Project E was Yui's... Plan is that not what sort of implied there that that was metaphysical like, biology totally. I mean, it, well, Yui has her own way that she wants to utilize the Evangelians and what she thinks they can be for, but I don't think it's a secret. From Gendo is not building these things in secret from Sele. Right, exactly. Sele yeah. is funding it's too big of an operation. Yes, yes, they're funding this stuff. Got it. It's just how is he going to use this stuff? That's yeah, it. and that's that's what. Yeah, but just my assumption being that like her association with Sele, that this whole thing that like she was the person that they because of her like promising research about within the field of presumably metaphysical biology that they were like, oh, this is a person that can help us create life 
in this way. Yeah, that could be. And that mm-hmm. Gendo being this sort of ambitious, like exactly what his specialty is, is not really made clear, I don't think, in this, but that like it she was already engaged. Yeah, who in, knows if these papers in, that yeah. she wrote that got Fiutsuki's attention didn't also get the attention of like Keel and Sailor That's my and assumption. Stuff. Like, you know, if they're they're probably the ones who are bankrolling a a school that would have that kind of yeah. you know, metaphysical yeah. make, make biology. just hopping on her laurels, basically. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. this whole notion of, of, of the evolution stuff and, like, you know, being able to creating life from another life form and stuff, like, that seems like that would be what would be defined as metaphysical biology and that if she is a person of note, that's why she was brought up to Fusuki in the first place, that she's probably got some sort of, you know, theories about how this can work, this, you know, group, shadowy group that wants to move human evolution forward and, mm-hmm. and re- in, in a relationship with these uh, uh, godlike beings that they want her to do it uh, or to be part of the leadership of this thing. And then her new husband, who's some just sort of crazy sociopathic, like genius guy is going to get in there too. But then obviously that's like when she's out of the picture, whatever the intention was now Gendo that's what I mean kind of fucks up for Sele like yeah. Yui disappearing kind of is the sea change for everyone involved yeah and, and, then, it, and it galvanizes everyone and kind of locks everybody into what you know into a position and and yeah it's it's the break mm-hmm. between say Sele and Gehern which is going to become nerve yeah it'd be like I mean imagine if you know Stevie Nicks had been tragically lost in the right after rumors came out <laughs> disappeared uh, you know the, the chaos of the power struggle in fleetwood mac would only have been so no, much worse and, now we've been <laughs> sort of dancing around it or whatever but like so we we could you we straight up disappeared into the eva so when shinji is interacting earlier you know calling for his mother she you know appears in this ghostly form and pulls him out of the you know helps him go berserk and the, she's in there yeah yui's it, it, soul is inside we can one. draw that conclusion i think mm-hmm, we can now mm-hmm. safely say that this is what happened you know oh it, it moved to protect shinji from the falling debris in episode one uh shinji was able to wake up when he was trapped in the dirac or diroxy inside the other angel even when you know he's able to 400 percent sink with the thing and disappear into it is he's not alone in there. His mother's spirit is inside the Ava. Mm-hmm. And that one could even interpret, uh, if you want to take, follow that logic, that the, the berserk, the, impo- the impossible movement of the, like, it's like, Oh, the powers, the, the Ava's there. And it's, oh, but it's magically, you know, coming back to life. And then it's fighting off the thing like that. And it's like, Oh, that's sort of like the, um, you know, like fight or flight, like the mom lifting the car off the baby hmm. kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, like this is the maternal instinct well, protective. More important than that. Mm-hmm. Is that it rejects Gendo when Gendo is trying to abuse Shinji by? Oh yeah, that's like the uh, Gendo's line in that episode, right? It's rejecting and then this is what uh, I think Ritsuko sort of thinks about this. We can finally kind of talk about the fact that when when Shinji quits before Zeruel comes down and fucks all the shit up in in the previous episodes, um, yeah, it doesn't let Ray. Unit one rejects Ray, and it rejects the dummy plug, and it won't launch until Shinji gets there. And yeah. that's because there's a will inside the Ava, like Ritsuko hinted at, that was rejecting Gendo. Hmm. Hmm. I have a question. Just uh, because you mentioned the angel's name in these episodes, are the angel names ever mentioned by characters? Only in the recap episode where Gendo is being interrogated by Sele. Got it. And they do the recap. And that's... it appears, and that's where you get all the names. Got it. But yeah, they always just refer cool. to them by number when they're actually yep. Yes, the 13th cool. angel. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But it and is so for the... every, so every angel after this, uh, you know, it, you just have to get from like reading 
Mm-hmm. Ava magazines and, you know, stuff like that. Deep lore. Right. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if there was a shot of, like, Gendo reading an Ava magazine. and <laughs> Where they just constantly have to name them. Like, you know, Makoto is like, you know, yeah. quick, what's this one called? <laughs> well, they just have, like, a whiteboard with, like, like a bunch of names that they wrote. Like, out it was like a Bible. hurricane. Yeah. It's like, we got to name it yeah. after the next letter in the alphabet. It's like, oh, this one says it's a god. It has something to do with hands. That's okay. That fits. We'll do that. Like, it's like, <laughs> sure, yeah. In the break room with a Bible. Yeah, like, yeah. Quick. <laughs> Look up these apocryphal texts. Uh, God, there's so much to fucking talk about. Yeah. Do is anything, Kevin? Do you got anything? You were taking notes. Do you got anything? Yeah. Worth? So let's see. Here. We got to talk about Naoko at some point, so we can jump to that. There's also Misato to talk about. Um, but there I, might be more to say. But I kind of hit on my notes actually. Um, it was it was primarily more to do with uh, some of the beginning stuff on the Katsuragi expedition. I look at his notes and it's just like a sketch of naked Yui. The big Lebowski hentai. thing. Yeah. Um, Naoko. Yui, so reasonable, so bright, precocious. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just notes about her. Yeah. <laughs> Love that pink shirt, and lab coat. So he's a, he's got a she's he's playing mash with himself over there. With, which, oh man, yeah. Evangelion mash. We should play it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Naoko because that she has a very alarming. We see her making the magi. We actually see her. What I read as her getting the idea to very yeah to make the magi be the three aspects of herself as a woman because she's writing to ritsuko who's at college and ritsuko's telling all about meeting misato and kaji and how they just like fucked for a straight week (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh talking about her friends and ritsuko writes back and she ends the letter talking about like well i shouldn't try and be a mother only when it's convenient and it's like hmm, myself as a mother and that's like when she's designing that stuff and so that seems to me like that was the eureka moment when she's like this is how we'll we'll build the machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never put that together until you brought that up, which is smart. Yeah, and she's only been referred to really mostly in the mm-hmm. in the little Putin Hitcher episode <laughs> as being you know Ritsuko's mom, who's this genius scientist who designed these three different computers that like run herself. their government. And we find out she's a total sociopath. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, mur- she murders a based- child. She murders a child. She has obvious affection for Gendo, mm-hmm. um, which like comes into play here. We see it full, full, on, full bore. Um, we see it reciprocated, but that happened after Yui's gone. So I guess I'm unclear. Did this affair between Naoko and Gendo start before or after Yui's disappearance? Physically, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, she desired for you, and she hates herself for it. She desired for Yui's death, um, mm-hmm. or Yui to be like you know absent from the picture. Yeah. Um, and then when it happened, I think she is like, exceptionally remorseful about feeling that way. At least she says so. But not her, above but... putting the moves on him. No. Yeah, in a very no. real way. Yeah, it's un- it is, it's unclear how to what degree they were involved because we, we only we see them. The charitable view of Gendo is that like, well, he didn't until Yui disappeared and he didn't really care about anything anymore. Yeah, yes. but in the in the in the, in the the second time we see it, we see her the first she sort of climbs up into his lap or sort of mm-hmm. and and uh, Ritsko like young Ritsko sees this from a distance and it looks as though they're really you know uh, they're both engaged in this and then later when it's flashing in her mind it's unclear if it's meant to be the same scene played again it looked like it to me and it and it and when we see it from that perspective it looks as though he's kind of just putting up with it. And it's if resisting. Even. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it's all. And to me, it's almost like, it's almost like she 
because the whole context is is that you know child ray is there and child ray calls her an old hag and she's like that's not nice awesome. you know it's you're, you're very you're, a very the shining moment too oh, yeah. in the way yeah. that it's depicted like on screen like, yeah i mean child ray is very creepy <laughs> very creepy from a distance it's mm-hmm. silent it's but just also like the whole cute Still super cute. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, but no, I agree. It's sort of a, a come play with me, Danny kind of vibe mm-hmm. there. But it's like it's, she, she says, oh, your father's going to, you're going to be in trouble with your father when he hears you call me that. And she says, oh, no, that's what he calls you. Right. And then and, and as she's repeating it, it becomes sort of like, it, it, it goes into like uh, kind of Yui's, um, sorry, no, Yui's, uh, what's her name? Naoko. Naoko's like, uh, like her mind. And it's like replaying bits and things. And that's where it makes me wonder if it's not like, a projection of her insecurity sure. or if that's her feeling like oh maybe he really wasn't into that maybe right. maybe that's maybe he does never care right. for me are we seeing reality are we seeing her inner yeah it's hard to say but so but but all, all that is said that like like there isn't i i think there's not a clear um sort of explanation of like where the, was this an ongoing affair did, did did they actually like consummate this affair? Was that the one thing that she sort of threw herself at him? Right. And then and then, I always assumed it was an affair, but you're right. Yeah, like, yeah that's what I thought. I guess too. we haven't seen anything that. There's nothing that says it was necessarily. Well, it's interesting that, that young Ray is bringing this stuff up to her and like saying that like Gendo says like you know the director says you're pushy, you're useless, which in actually the the original translation I saw was you're annoying. That woman is annoying. <laughs> uh, pushy being the substitute. Right. Um, the only reason Ray would say this to her is if she heard it, right? Like, is there any other reason? I would think so. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I mean, it's, it's not like she's going to be a, calculating. To... Yeah, it's out of character for teenage Ray to like needle somebody like that. Exactly. And so one can only assume that child Ray actually heard that stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. just it's just 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 robotically repeating things because mm-hmm. because because teenage Ray has has had life experience and learned that conversation with people doesn't really go very well for her. Right. And so she just generally avoids <laughs> Based it. Off this experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, my memory of being, you know, choked as a child, I, the, because yeah, the, see, one t- I... the one time I freely offered an observation, I was uh, <laughs> brutally punished for it. So I, you know. Well, killed. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. And we'll, you know, th- this is an episode that raises questions as much as it answers questions. But, yeah, she chokes her and she says, you can be replaced just like me. Which is interesting because... Which is, can be read as... Uh, I, <laughs> I, yeah. It's like literal and metaphorical, and we're going to have to sort of see what that means. But, yeah, by all... You I mean, Ray has said that herself. Hanging. In the, in, in, yes. in, she's called herself replaceable yeah. in, when, in the present tense. And she's being told this in the child so version, and we see that she all is but, killed. We're all but there, but I guess we'll just hold off on getting yeah. too specific about that until like the next couple episodes. But, but yeah, and then she and then and then she kills herself. Um, chokes Naoko kills herself. I want to talk about uh, yeah. though the kissing because like yeah, it's like for Naoko, she's had this carried this torch for Gendo for who knows how long. Wanted Yui's disappearance at ha- you know or death. She's out of Yui's out of the picture. She feels guilty about that. Maybe she's kind of getting with Gendo or it seems like something's going to happen. And then this little thing, this little person that looks just like Yui shows up telling her she's an old hag and that Gendo says the same things. So she snaps and chokes life out of her. But I want to draw attention to this this recurring image of kissing and choking 
that happens. Yes. In that we saw Asuka trying to kiss Shinji to kill time and she holds his nose so it doesn't tickle her and he turns blue and is like suffocating as she's mm-hmm. play acting this kiss. And with this, we have the image of Naoko kissing Gendo and you hear sound effects of like struggle and it's like was that the sound effects of the kiss and then it's cut to and it's revealed to be the sound effects of Rei being choked by Naoko Mm -hmm. so we this transition from kissing and the loss of breath um, even this the the frame before that where it's Gendo with eyes like bulged like mm -hmm. you know taking in this kiss and like seemingly not being able to breathe and like Mm -hmm. you know it's a hedgehog's dilemma kind of thing of like you know kissing is the most intimate thing you can do but there's also this sort of stealing breath quality to really interesting as well that Gendo would complain to Ray about this woman in the way that he does. <laughs> he's just, yeah, really he just opening up to her. Like, yeah, like this, I mean, she's how old is she at this point? She's like five. I mean, Shinji at the time of the test was supposed to be three. Three. When Yui disappears, he's three because he's there to fucking see. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, <laughs> but, which we didn't talk about. Yeah, which, which I mean, I like to some degree. I think in the previous episode when he was in his like you know non corporeal mind palace thing like it's like he does remember that effectively he watched his mother die uh, you know and this is like 2010 so she's like maybe around 10 but she looks younger than that i don't know so yeah. ritsuku just missed this incident that happened she left like, like you know her mom's about to turn oh, on the maga point. computer if, that's, if that is in fact left. the same incident then that's literally ritsuko was there ritsuku, walked away well ritsuku, mom, mm-hmm. Rits, let's recall that ritsuku is the one who observed her mom pulling the move on gendo yes from up high now with blonde oh, hair sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the beginning of this like early on before she met misato she had brown hair and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah, misato yeah. kind of opens up a little bit to like a you know maybe blonde uh-huh. dyes her hair blonde to separate herself from her mom a bit yeah, that's what I was. I think that is why she dyes her hair. Yeah, totally. To not look like her. Mom. To not look like yeah. her mom. Yeah, and then so she she's one who witnesses her mom making a move on Gendo, and then she leaves. Like later on, she leaves as mom strikes on this magic computer. But before she does that, little Ray shows up, and the whole altercation comes to pass. And we don't yeah. know how soon after she killed her. Did she kill herself immediately? Like there's two dead bodies in there, or that's yeah, what it looked like to me. I kind of was that like a once she realized that she choked the child, that she just throws herself off. Probably now, how close that's supposed to be to the kiss in the chair is what I right, sure, days because it's it's in the same space, like in the same space. I I took it as days before something like that, not too far off. I do want to point out that she hit the magi yep. on the way down yep. and so the blood splatter is all over the magi computer yep. like so I, her, her brain do we are like you know do we know which cell that it hit it was Did the it second hit? one so it that means two. it's like yeah because she even like calls it out like casper um, um uh, melchior and balthazar representing right. this one represents this this one represents this mm-hmm. so it'd be Probably. nice to know which one she hit yeah which one actually killed her yeah i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna um keep it's going the one in the middle yep her is a. Uh, um. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to figure this out. We're scrubbing forward. I think here. it's Balthazar. So which one's Balthazar? I mean, we might have to. We might have to like cut out some silence in the thing. Um. Wait. Where's the thing where she? More Destrudo talk here. Oh, they do mention Destrudo. Mm-hmm. Uh, herself as a mother. Is Balthazar? Yeah. Her persona as a mother, Balthazar, Magi 2. Fair enough one for her to toss so herself over on, she, you know? She's killed by herself as a mother. I mean, it kind of makes sense. She just choked a little yeah, She girl. fucking fails like, as a mother. Yeah, she's failing her actual daughter, no and doubt. she killed a child. Yeah. yeah. So many great 
photos. I love these photos so much because <laughs> so, they tr- they sort of like a docudrama feel to a lot of this. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's the really good one of yeah. Kaji Misato and Ritsuko in college, like this like sketch of them. <laughs> like, he's got fucking Fleetwood Mac. He's got like and sunglasses yeah. perched like on his head or something. Kind of, yeah, totally. And then uh, there's the the scientisty one of uh, is it. It's Yui, Gendo, and Futsuki, right? All the potential and promise of their, you know, mm-hmm. lives like laid out before them. Two women and one man, and then two men and one woman. Yep, that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. We interesting. see Gendo in his office here, in like a per- prelim office of what it will turn out to yeah. be, likely <laughs> perfecting his pose. Yeah, and uh, there's obvious cross imagery of it looking looking like he's, you know, got a burden to bear when he comes back after a week. Uh, and talks about we're doing the instrumentality project. The shadow on the wall looks like he's got a cross on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, Good observation. Which is interesting. Yeah, so I mean, Good so again, it's all this fucking generational shit. Because, yeah, because we see how Ritsuko and Masato meet in college. And it's like, okay, like they're, you know, they're, they are each a sort we're of legacy about Misato, person. apparently for like two years after her experiences in the Katsuragi expedition did not talk. She had aphasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she did not speak. And was in a facility. Fiutsuki, Gendo like shows Fiutsuki her, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> he, like mm-hmm. shows her off. Like she's in like the fly <laughs> hey, look or this something. Fucked up kid <laughs> in this white room. Yeah, I got I got this great plan to fuck up a lot more kids. <laughs> this, this is how I got the idea because this fucked up kid, right? The first victim, the first child victim of this bullshit. It's so interesting how Ritsuku essentially is growing up to be her mom. Like taking oh, her abs- position yeah. and also yep. taking on her mom's faults. Trapped in in that. Which is, I mean, that's a lot of what, and that's that's why I find it interesting that that for something that is big and and the, you know biblical in scale and apocalyptic uh, and you know all these things that it does just come down to a lot of familial stuff and like yeah. I said, like who who was in love with who, who was sleeping with who, totally, you know, whose father was whom, who you know, because all this stuff you're like, okay, well, your father's a famous research scientist and died tragically, and oh. then of course you end up working for the same people it's like oh your mother was this brilliant computer scientist and you're going to ultimately you know be Mm -hmm. the same thing it's it's, you know your father created this thing and now he needs you to do it's like there's a there's a deterministic inevitability that comes from you know a lineage thing and i mean i I think that like i don't know i'm not going to make any speculations about japanese culture in that way if that's you know if people feel more of a burden or not there, we certainly have enough of that here. I mean, it's it's like a normal thing. It's a traditional thing that right. you take, you know, you follow in the footsteps of your family and stuff like that. And, you know, people all the time, you know, try to escape that or, yeah, you or fail to, to escape your parents, that, for sure. you know, whether that's yeah, I, doing their same job or having their same fault, you know, faults. Naoko or does try to look up Ray's records and they're already, they're, they're all blank. She has no past. I want to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kevin, you just... looked like you were had something you wanted to point nope. out. No, no. Okay. I mean, I, it was basically just that she was shocked at uh, Gendo bringing in this girl. She's like, "I thought you had a boy." If I was, <laughs> if I was correct, um, and he's like, "No, that's not Shinji. Is Ray is a friend's daughter." This is the where's one. Shinji? No, I shipped him off to live with his teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think at this point he already has, right? Yeah, I, he's been shipped so. away. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, but Gaharan is shut down. The next day. And I think I find this interesting that, like, she powers up the Magi. It's like, the Magi are good to go. And, like, then, like, it's that night that she kills Ray and kills herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally, Ritsuku leaves like, and, like, the door closes, then the door opens, and then mm-hmm. there's little Ray, surrogate daughter. 
and then everything was turned into nerve and all the personnel were moved over oh one thing that i caught here that i hadn't caught before and we had sort of we're talking about misato being new at nerve she's been working with the with Gahern. she was in germany yeah, at for this two point. years so when mm-hmm. ritsko came to work at the hakone base that they're building you know the tokyo 3 that the what the place that becomes tokyo 3 mm-hmm. that we know Misato was in Germany, so she's been part of the corporation. She just might not have been at this. Yeah, facility. so they went to school together. So, they both got jobs in different parts so, of the thing, right? So, let, so Nerve is Garen, just uh, right, Garen, rebranded. Garen? Yeah, yeah. Dis, uh, rebranded. Is is that because of the impetus of uh, her killing herself here, or? Well, they say that 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 was shut down the next day, like Garen was shuttered. Sure, and that's because of... she was such a crucial part to its infrastructure, seemingly that. Right. I mean, maybe it's, I don't know if they hat. want to avoid oh. a scandal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, avoid a scandal, possibly. Um, but yeah. Okay. So what else? Okay. I mean, it's, I, I, I think we're actually getting <laughs> a lot is. of it. I have to say, I, I, I I'm curious if yeah, anybody Gendo's not into that kid. No, he's <laughs> anybody not. listening. I, I wonder <laughs> if we're being repulsion. any more clear than the episode itself is being. I think we're trying to be, but uh, you know. This is one of those things where, like, it's impossible to have a structured well, conversation about something. Well, there was so much that I did not catch the first times through this. You know, just even the geo fronts. Like, I just didn't even... This is, like, something I did not pick up until way, way later. Yeah. The Same fact way. that, you know, I, I doubt I even understood that it was underground the first time I watched the show. It just, like, it looks like exterior, so I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about the fact that it's in this dome or really understanding the spatial relationships between things. But the fact that they are identical geofronts in the two locations yeah that they discovered these two things and that they that that's the expectation that if the one thing was the birth of the second impact that the uh other thing has a potential to be involved with something like that yeah i mean there's 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 timelines there's in my ava chronicle that you know i'm gonna sort of run through there's the gahern activity timeline at an unknown time gahern is founded we don't know when uh, also, at an unknown time, Artificial Evolution Research Center is founded. At an unknown time, Gendo Akari is assigned as the Artificial Evolution Research Center's facility leader. Then in 2003, Fiyutsuki joins Gehern, which we see happen. 2004, Yui disappears during a connector test. 2004, Gendo proposes the Human Instrumentality Project, one week after that disappearance. 2005, we haven't seen this yet, but uh, I don't know how much I want to say. Kyoko... Zeppelin, Soryu, something happens with her, which we'll find out in later episodes. Uh, more stuff happens with Kyoko, Zeppelin, Soryu, that's Asuka's mother, ah. in 2005. 2008, Ritsuko joins Gehern and is assigned to work on Project E. 2008, the, fame, uh, the frame of the command center is completed. 2010, supercomputer Magi system completed. 2010, Naogo falls to her death. 2010, Nerv is, uh, Gehern is disbanded and Nerv is founded on the same day. Okay, so are we to believe then that the Katsuragi expedition in Antarctica happened before the geofront was established in Hakone? Like, did they know it was there or not? Yeah, like what came first, the geofront in Hakone or the geofront in Antarctica? Right. I didn't say they, they were both there. Being, yeah, they're both yeah, there when, for who when knows how long. discovered, though? Um, that's a good question. Um, I would guess... They found the one in Antarctica. Based on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the Katsuragi Exposition. I would there. Yeah. think maybe they discovered the other one afterward. That's what I thought, because I don't think they would go to Antarctica. Because they moved the capital there. Yeah. It's like, it's like 
it's like they discovered the one in Antarctica. They did all this stuff, and then it's like, well, then then it would make sense that they would, if they discovered discovered a subsequent one, that that oh shit, we got to do something because they never talk about the discovery of the no. the one in Hakone. Yeah, so I I don't want to I, not sure I don't have a definite answer for that. All this said, um, a tremendous amount of technical uh, feat happening over the course of a decade. Well, they say like all <laughs> yeah. of humanity's resources are like going to this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a bit like I mean, it 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 it, it has the similar. I've had similar conversations about um, two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, where it's like it's like the fact that you see I don't remember what the years and that are, but you see the lunar mission. Sequence uh-huh. in 2001, and it like ends with them the, the discovery of the monolith on the moon, and then it jumps it, like forward, jump like yeah, it's not a ton of time. No. It's like it's like maybe like 20 or 30 years or something, and now it's like well now they've invented how and it's now a catalyst the Jupiter for mission education is, and not it's a catalyst for knowledge seemingly. Yeah, like. I mean to do the it took about 14 years to do the Evangelions to like make start ah. making the Evangelions. Um. I mean, how 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 much in advance did they announce um, when they have the the Olympics? Is it eight years in advance of? Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? It's like it's like oh, you know, we we've, we've picked Atlanta as the site for the next Olympics, and then it's like oh, we have eight years to build this massive amount of like infrastructure in order to support that thing. Like, well, especially know. if all resources are exactly. going towards this thing, um, that makes sense. That effectively, if they knew that they had ten years based on the Dead Sea Scrolls yeah. before before the prophecy of third impact that it's like okay Better all hands fucking on fucking go. deck because we yeah. know what second impact looks right. like i mean saley's been up to shit for who knows how long because mm-hmm. they're effectively the, the illuminati they've right been, this mm-hmm. is what they've right. been doing um so i mean when did they discover the dead sea scrolls in real life that's a question yeah hmm. well in real life on actual the actual yeah, because dead the dead sea scrolls are an actual thing where they discovered a bunch of yeah texts that date back to this thing that have become like apocryphal Religious text because it's you know from around the same time period or whatever, but that discovery was a big, a big thing. Well, it's really fucking interesting that they supposedly find the lance in the Dead Sea, and we'll get into this later if like, you know if, if we talk about nineteen forty six and fifty somewhere okay. between nineteen forty six nineteen fifty six is the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls in real life. You know, like whether or not that's supposed to have any reflection on the stuff in this show, unclear. It is weird that they cut to after Kaji says you're late. They cut to the uh, street light, which is the street light from the episode where Misato and Kaji are together. Totally, it's very strange. But it has been said that it is not her, and it doesn't narratively make any it, sense for her to have done it. it, it that's the thing. And it, her it, reaction it, afterwards is like a strange. Well, I could see her reaction. I, like the reaction yeah, afterwards, sure. she, I could say if she had been the one to shoot him, for her to come home crack a beer and just start crying that's how i always took it yes i mean yeah i know i mean it's weird i mean like i don't want to say that they fucked up but if they didn't want us to think it was her they there's a lot of ways they could have done it differently and i think just on whose orders would she have done such oh i don't that's the thing no i'm not saying it makes sense i'm just saying all she wants is to find out more and he's a source of information she's only working for nerve and like nerve would not have ordered it and she doesn't trust nerve anymore she She doesn't trust she She doesn't trust ritsuko she cares about Shinji and finding out what's going on. And she's not going to kill him because he's a quadruple agent. It's not like right. that's going to like pull it over the line for her. No, it does. she's not motivated to do it. No. But the way that they chose to 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 it's very emotional. The like, omission yeah. of this information implies on some level that it that it could be and it's but it's not. So but I do love uh, the end of the episode is Shinji sitting in his room hearing her cry. 
not being able to do anything about it because and he realizes at that moment he was still a child, which is the the American when he knew he was still a child is like the American title, mm-hmm. the English title. Um, yeah, it's rough. Her crying and bumping into this table. Shinji's just got his headphones on, listening to his track twenty five. Like, why is she calling him a jerk here? Like, you know, she's like, she heard his last message, which was because like, he got himself killed. Because he got himself killed. That's why. And yeah. she was telling him, if you keep doing this, you're gonna, that's true. You're gonna die. That's and so. It. It's that's like, what it is. He just couldn't, couldn't stop, and he knew it and did it anyway. Well, but he said when he, what he said to Fuski is he he said him like he sort of implied that like he that he's he's this line about like it like I'm wanting to find out like the truth about like my own self or something mm-hmm. it's like to me i kind of took that as kaji sort of almost like kaji is a kind of guy who lives in moral gray areas and he's been doing kind of like whatever anybody wants him to do you know he's been doing th- this you know double triple quadruple agent shit and he knows a couple things about himself i mean he obviously knows that he cares for masato he knows that he you know he has a sense of his own kind of ability in a grander scheme is like the conversation he has with Shinji just being like, look, I can't actually, you know, do things the way you can. Like he's, you know, he's, he's got a sense of like limitation and a sense of maturity about him. But I almost wondered if it was like, he wants to go like rescue Fuchsie because he's like, Hey, what if it turns out I'm, I'm a good guy? Like, what if it turns out I'm not a bad guy? Like, what if by doing this, I can prove to myself that, like, this whole time I actually cared more about people than just... And that it's almost like getting himself killed for doing the right thing solidifies in his mind that he wasn't... He wasn't like always that. a guy in the gray. You know, that it's like... Because, like, yeah. he, if, he, if he's, like, the kind of person that lives a morally compromised existence and can double-cross people and speak out of both sides of his mouth and just float through life this way, that eventually he's like, yeah, I want to be punished for doing the right thing but in that way i will have the moral i will die with the moral certainty that the people i fucked over were the bad ones if they would kill me for this and that saving a guy that i've trusted proves that i you know, it's like i kind of that's how i'm choosing to read it's that and i think it's then. fucking great yeah i think it's like really cool and it does kind of i mean i made a no country for old men joke earlier about him getting dispatched off screen by nameless schmoes but it's like i don't know there is something kind of like if you look at him from that perspective he does kind of seem like a Cormac mccarthy character like in a in a, in a world like no country for old men that he's kind of a guy that won't he doesn't uh live by a code and it's like he's kind of like by the very end he's like yeah i i want to establish a code for myself and then die for it and therefore i won't have mm-hmm. been a waste like it's like you know because that's in the Cormac mccarthy universe like if you don't have like some sort of value you live by then you're subject to destruction you know like that is the the weak people who don't choose are the ones that you know are punished for that and like it doesn't mean everybody gets off easy obviously but that it's kind of seems like that's he's a guy that's at the last at the end of his life deciding to make a make a stand on something kaji's a good fucking character really i like him a lot he tells misato to water his flower does, not yeah. his watermelon a remnant from that previous translation yeah i want i mean i wonder but uh yeah he leaves a sad message is the at the end all the characters are fucking great except naoko uh she sucks <laughs> well we don't really get any more of her do we no but she like she's dead man jokes child <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's a shitty mom and just. She's interesting. She's complicated. She's got some. Dimension. She's most interesting as a prop for Ritsuko's development, like yes. as a as a aspect of that. But yeah, I mean, she's 
you know, the least sympathetic to me. But well, I mean, at least she's pitiable. At least in the sense she's pitiable. In, in the sense that the man she's in love with had like you know this perfect wife, and then who dies, and so it's like pitiable in the sense that like she gets what she wants, but in the worst possible way. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. And it's then attempts to get what she wants in like a sort of she tries to sort of like get past that and get it, but then you know is she's immediately thwarted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, she's she's like it's. Yeah, I mean, it's like my guy. If we if we if we take her as this like computer genius that like you know, I mean, to talk Built about, talk about compensating, you know, I mean, you're, like you talk about compensation in the previous episode. Oh, sure. You know, it's like well, well, yeah. I mean, like like many people in the creative you know world, of, you know, or any kind of like ambitious work field, it's like, yeah, I mean. It seems like she kind of had. I mean, there's no comment about who the fuck Ritzko's dad is or anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. she's she's somebody who has this kid, doesn't have a relationship to sort of go along with it, completely buries herself in her work at the expense of being a mother, uh, but achieves like on a level that no one ever has before ever. But at the expense of p- treating herself as a woman, even as equal value, and then her uh, few attempts to engage with the world as a woman are thwarted, <laughs> like this thing. And then she's like, yeah, that's you know, that's. She's. It's like good for her that she had one thing she could do well. Although mm-hmm. I don't know that like the invention of the magic computers is a good thing. <laughs> I'm not sure ultimately because <laughs> like everybody else's hard work in this every in this entire show, anybody who is good at something or shows promise at something, uh, uh, those those good things are used and manipulated by Gendo and Sele yeah. for whatever their mm-hmm. purpose is. Like nobody mm-hmm. gets to be nobody gets to be like talented or or praiseworthy. Outside of the context of this, <laughs> without, without it being scheme. weaponized, yeah. by yeah, I mean, that's what Ka- guys in power. Kaji with his watermelons is like the only thing anybody has that's separate from like the only pursuit mm. that anybody has. And like Masato's, like you know, fun time drinking beer, which is the first we see her but even not the, having even, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, like, even that's like a lie and a facade, and you know, she mm-hmm. admits as much, like that it's a, a front she's putting up. So yeah, the purity of Kaji's watermelons because it's like <laughs> the only. Yeah, it is the only pure pursuit in the show because it is meaningless. It's the only it's the only thing not done to please somebody else, or right. not done to like. Oh, it's amazing that of, it's the one thing he wants to hold on to, and yeah. like in his afterlife, and tells her to like, continue to do that. Yeah, really fascinating. Yeah. That's, what it, it's That's like, good. He's such a good character. Yeah, because he's, Kaji rules because he doesn't he doesn't have a stake in the thing as much, and he certainly doesn't identify his sense of self with his work. You know, everybody else. Because <laughs> his work is just completely contradictory. Yeah, like he's working for all the ends or. You know, which I guess right there. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's why he's forced into making that moral stand at the end because he hasn't been able to lie to himself the way that Masato and Asuka and Ritsuko, like everybody uh-huh. else, can sort of give themselves the well. My work is important. I'm good at my work. That's what matters. Who cares if my personal life? That's why he gives the work to Misato in a way. Yeah, but it's like he's the only one. He, he can't. He can't be meaning. like I'm the best backstabbing triple agent here. Like I've, that's that's what gives me, you know, the waking up in the morning every day feeling. It's like no, he he knows that he's a piece of shit, and ultimately he's has to try of, to not be a piece of he's shit. He's kind but, of like you know. Jude Law and the talented Mr. Ripley, where he's like, man, maybe I'll play drums now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Jude Law would actually be great casting if if you for were to Kaji. do. Like it, again, day, not yeah. that it would, but like if you just try to imagine analogs for like uh, you know English language mm-hmm. actors, he's actually Jude Law would be quite good um, in that sort of charming rascally charm that like you, you don't quite trust him, but you like him. But like, what's cool is that like pretty much all of these characters are we can assume are like very intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
even down to the Toji. kids. Like, maybe that, not yeah, Toji. maybe not Toji. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. To- well, it's let's just be but reasonable. Toji's kind. Like, We've no, established but he, this. Yeah, he, Toji kind. has instincts. No he doubt. doesn't. He's not an intellectual, but he has very strong instincts for uh, human behavior. I think. Right. Yes, and is yeah, is more yeah, sort of valiant and kind, and um... and might be a genius on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore. Not oh, anymore. Not, not anymore. with one leg. Yeah, one leg. I mean, although, you know, you, you got to assume, even though this is taking place, I mean, this is, yeah, this is 2015, if they've got the technology, I mean, I guess all the world's resources have gone into building, like, the Evangelions, but, like, you got to assume that they would have some pretty dope prosthetics at this point. I mean, they, they're, they're making, like, bio know. biomechanical, yeah, like, monsters to fight, like, it's like... We can't afford to help you, Doji, like, thanks. I mean, because we have pretty good. We, we gotta, can, we gotta build biomechanical. Monsters. We can attempt yeah. to materialize uh, a person that turned into primordial soup, but we can't give you an amputation, or we cannot yeah, yeah, give you a, a biomechanical leg that actually will yeah. allow you to play basketball. Yeah. Which is, by the way, something that I mean, I, I don't know about basketball specifically, but like we have pretty good prosthetics in 2019. You know, real world. I, I would assume that he's not totally fucked, but you know, I have no idea. Mm, mm. Uh. Yeah, so we've said a lot, There's there, and that's a lot, and unfortunately, largely, but I guess an interesting pairing with the previous episode, which was largely plot inconsequential to some extent, and very philosophical, and this is so much plot, so much mythology to cover, I felt like a, a lot of this we were just spent trying to, like, so here's what happened, mm-hmm. but... You know, that is interesting when it's Evangelion, because what happened is interesting and so bizarre, but this was just largely spent trying to figure out what the fuck the events were. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that the whole previous episode was uh, majorly, like, internal. Yeah. Um, whereas this is, like, external memory. Yeah, like, so much information, yeah, yeah. and... and m- much less uh, subjective. It was more smart, objective. Smart rhythmic structure, I think, of the overall series. So we have episode 22 next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is at least be human. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go to Japan oh, next yeah. week. And I'm going to go on the Evangelion versus Shin Godzilla attraction. Yeah, well, this is what the, by the time this episode that we're recording When right I return, now, Kevin will probably be gone. <laughs> when do you return? The 20, I mean, uh, the 31st. I return on the thirty first. Oh, oh, great. Then, then we should, then we'll just hold off and we'll record the rest of them when you get back. Because yeah. this episode, not that this matters to anyone listening, the episode that we're you're listening to right now, this will go up on August 9th. So you will have been back, you know. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So I thought we were going to lose Kevin, but we won't. So maybe you'll be back for next. I episode. would love to be here. Yeah. All right. Well, well then, cool. Is then there that's, any? That's the plan. Any. Any, any Closing final thoughts, thoughts any, or things any... to share? This has been the highlight of my month. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even true. I've been listening to this fucking podcast <laughs> every Friday. I wake up, no matter what time zone I'm in, I wake up and without fail, there it is. And I go about the, my mornings listening to it. And then on occasion, I'll just repeat it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are too kind. and That is... This, that does my heart good. This show, there's so much to be, you know, mined here. And uh, the way that it's just good to have it on your brain. If you love any aspect of this show, you can just watch it and let it sit with you. Sit in your blood and just go about your day. And it will be changed in some, some you know, uh, in some way. 
um, which is like a, a real pleasure to kind of, you know, to live life by. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's in, it's been enriching. I think for for both of us to be do, recording this uh, podcast about this show, and it's a it's a Always. good. I mean, we're fine as as the listeners can tell. We are discovering things uh, as we go, as much as we are bringing you know different levels of preparedness to the thing. Um, but yeah, but we're the, glad to have you being a part of it. The last thing I would yeah, the last thing I would say is just as from an observational perspective, like I always forget that these episodes are only like twenty something yeah. minutes long. It's fucking crazy! Unbelievable how efficient and pragmatic the flow of information and like complexity of storytelling I, happens over the course of such a short amount of time. It almost yep. feels like there's this magic spell that's happening that freezes time, <laughs> and then and then like. And then it snaps out of it at the it's end. It's the, the use of it's silence, like I, I think, is a big one. The use of silence as like a sonic device yeah. and as like a rhythmic device um, is very powerful. Like, and it really kind oh. of expands that moment whenever but it's it, happening. But you see what I'm saying? That it makes it makes like all prestige TV in America seem fucking lazy because they don't. It's not at the sacrifice. Well, it of so tone often feels like okay, we're really killing time here. Like that stuff always feels really stretched out. Uh, on a lot of American television, to where it feels like a slog. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, but these these episodes, like all the, I mean, they're twenty two minute episodes that have room to breathe. Like you said, that's the silence and the pace and stuff. And it's each like, have an individual distinct identity. Like yeah. this is the nerve flashback one. Oh, this is the Lilliputian here. This is the hacking right. one. This is the one where Ava three gets uh, possessed. This is the one where they go to the wedding and you know try to kiss. This like they all are about kind of a. You know, where, again, American TV tends to really slog and just like, okay, it takes us three episodes to talk about one thing. And it's what you, you brought it up, actually, in a previous episode, I think 19, where you said that this show, it's downright refusal to follow like a form, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? Um, and you couldn't be more right about that. It, it's constantly changing it up in terms of its dissemination. Yeah, just the narrative, narrative structure of this is like, this is structured like no other episode in the series or even really like any other episode of television I've seen where it has that weird sort of docudrama, like just here's the history of Nerve. Right. All played out in 24, 22 the, minutes. The, the Ken Burns version of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> even those, I mean, those pictures. Yeah, I know. Those Through the use of pictures, like it's Very Ken stills. Burns. Yeah. yeah. Now they do play, I wanted to call out that they played Fly Me to the Moon, a real like kind of sad piano but it probably won't rendition be. yeah on the dvds when misada's listening to kaji's final answering machine message i'm curious i think that's not if, in if it's just silence yeah look it up uh, for you guys who oh, here's, a, here's a question for you guys right at the end there when shinji does voiceover when's the last time shinji had a voiceover in the show what is his voiceover? Here I mean, again? well, the last episode it was all of his. No, but that's but that's a different thing. I mean, say like within within the normal like when he says that he's like I couldn't help her or whatever. Like I right. Oh, um, oh, in uh, it, when Oscar sneaks into his room, um, early in the episode, isn't he kind of like when he's? Oh no, I guess he's talking out loud and he says, "You're just a child yourself." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just something we I observed. Well, it. everybody kind of does it, but don't, only very rarely. Yeah, that's, that's what I had one in here. Yeah, he's also narrating to Sele. It's just fun to me, like again with that refusal for structure thing. That that like yeah. they 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 very freely give any given character um, a very brief or even sometimes mm-hmm. less than brief internal monologue. Yes, which usually is kind of a flavor thing. I mean, sometimes there's like a you know a plotty kind of like maybe that and was that's an, an anime ad- thing. It's a bit more of an anime tool. Um, mm-hmm. It is very specific in this show and obviously deployed 
exquisitely in this show, but it is more common to see it something is. like that in anime. It's just it's just surprising considering the three of us uh, as as a as a oft creative team and the the kind of debates that we end up in about like okay if you do something the one time you got to make sure you do it again so it's yeah, like yeah. and it's like that this is it's some it's an aspect of the show that no one ever really talks about or thinks about it kind of just it shows up when it shows mm-hmm. up and it goes away when it goes away and i mean again i think that they get away with it because of because if because it is it's not presenting an obvious structure or an obvious like ep- but everything feels episode. very deliberate exactly you know, every the, the, shot, the, yeah, every that, cut every um, While being formless, it also it never feels anything but deliberate. And so when you make a choice like that, like I think just in the mind of the viewer, you're just like, okay, well, you like you just don't think right. about There's it. There's a consistency to voice, even even when it is kind of, uh, you know, when that narrative voice is doing different things and singing mm-hmm. different melodies, it's still always distinctively the same. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the same. It's a shame show. It's got the same identity, you know, even when it's reinventing itself constantly. Right. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's come back, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll have <laughs> maybe we'll have more fun next time. But no, I, I think it's all it's all pretty heavy from here on out. But we'll we'll find more fun stuff to do. Yeah. we'll read more Toji manga dialogue or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll get some bits that we'll do to to balance things out. Um, yeah, so then. so we'll yeah so we 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 with the assumption that uh, that Kevin you'll be back next time and maybe here on in. I don't know. We'll see. That would be the goal. Thanks so much, guys. As much as you want. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it.